Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, NLP trainer and change agent here, and welcome to episode 71 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast designed to support entrepreneurial couples, people in business partnership, and anyone looking for more tips, tools, and strategies to add to the quality of your life. So welcome to episode 71, entitled Dealing with Covertly Aggressive People. Um, I think it's wonderful some of the trends that we're seeing in business where we're moving towards um, more harmonious workplace environments, looking at developing um, emotional intelligence, um, being more, uh, you know, placing a greater emphasis on harmony in the workplace. Um, And We're also uh, trending towards greater and greater sensitivity in the use of our language, and those things are wonderful. Um, And like everything, um, the choices and the directions that we take have consequences, and one of them, one potential consequence that um, concerns me is that the way that we're moving may open up the pathway for the more covertly aggressive and exploitative individuals, they they can actually prosper off this sort of environment um, in a way that, um, uh, you know, they've never been able to before. We are are moving to a culture that is promoting uh, simultaneously more inclusiveness, but paradoxically, also more uh, aggression is what we're kind of seeing both in overt and covert terms. And my interest was talking a little bit today about the more um, covertly aggressive um, style that some people adopt to get what they want. Um, Because the overt behaviors are pretty easy to spot, um, but it's the covert ones that um, can really throw us for a loop so that we can be dealing with someone who is actively trying to um, undermine us. Um, they're 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 attacking us, but while adamantly denying that they're doing anything other than acting in our best interests. And we have to start becoming more aware that there are people who operate like this and operate with great skill because you can get really, really cleaned up um, both in your professional life and also in your personal life if you happen to end up uh, in a relationship with one of these uh, covertly aggressive people. Um, So there are a couple of assumptions that we need to potentially look at, and I would certainly acknowledge the amazing work of the psychologist uh, George uh, Simon, um, uh, Dr. George Simon in, in, in this. I really love his work and I would certainly encourage people to, um, uh, you know, his books are very insightful, Character Disturbance, In Sheep's Clothing, um, and also the amazing work of Dr. David Snarch. Uh, he's got some profound books, but in particular, the one that looks at the difference between pro-social and anti-social empathy um, 
which is called Brain Talk, would, would be one that's definitely uh, there. Um, Psychopath Free is another one. Unfortunately, I can't remember the author off the top of my head, but I will put that um, in the notes. And there are a number of other uh, fantastic books that really, um, there are certain individuals and certain tactics in the world that we are just not approaching effectively enough and we need to expand our mindset because what we're allowing inadvertently is some of these highly exploitative people to, um, you know, we're inadvertently fostering a culture that lets them get away with even more rather than reining them in because we're taking the wrong approach. We're um, struggling to see that there are certain people in the world um, who aren't driven by anxiety, aren't driven by fear, are very, very comfortable fighting and actually spend most of their time fighting. Um, they behave in out what the rest of us would consider in outrageous ways without necessarily having any, um, if, you know, they've got an underdeveloped sense of social conscience or, you know, a conscience in general, then they find it very easy to behave in exploitative ways without necessarily having any concern um, ab about the consequences of those things for others. Um, why? Because um, one of the key drivers there, they're driven by the desire to win um, and to achieve. Um, like I said, they've got low anxiety, um, low shame and guilt. Um, you know, some of us have got too much shame and guilt and too much social anxiety. Some and other people have not enough of these things. Um, so these kinds of aggressive style personalities tend to be playing the power over game rather than power with. If we're playing power over, then what that that's all about positioning. And my interest is in keeping myself in the one up position, in the dominant position. Um, I maintain control through any method that I need to keep me in that um, one up position and keep you in the one down. Um, and so these people can be, um, can, can often move through the world with great ease because we struggle to fathom that there's people out there who, are, you know, uh, spend most of their time fighting and, and that is something, and whilst, you know, adamant that they aren't fighting and, you know, trying to put themselves in a position where they look like the victim. Um, and this is where an understanding needs to develop more fully. It's a very extensive topic and I'm only going to be able to cover off a snippet of this. Um, but the things that we're effectively looking for in the covert uh, people is that these people can become very skilled at, at, at sniffing out our vulnerabilities and pressing them. So they know that we have a conscience. They know that we have anxiety. So they're going to be employing methods that keep us slightly off balance. If, if we're feeling like we have to defend ourselves or we're in doubt, um, this makes it, it's harder to think clearly if you're kind of forced back into a defensive posture. Um, and these kinds of covertly aggressive people know that. So they thrive off keeping us slightly off balance. They thrive off um, using um, offensive tactics to keep us in doubt, to keep us in uncertainty, to keep us questioning ourselves. And this is, you know, this element of gaslighting where we, we, we feel like uh, it's crazy making. We feel like, I don't know, something's not right here. And yet uh, they seem to always have the, an answer that throws me off balance or puts me into doubt. 
and every time I challenge them, that they're able to find some elegant justification or solution to why exactly that isn't the case. You know, uh, and, and these covertly aggressive people um, can be very skilled at talking and positioning themselves as being a really um, inclusive member of society. I'm a, you know, a very um, beyond reproach individual while um, behaving in absolutely um, un unboundaried ways. Um, and this is where the, the, the crazy making can be. And especially if we think, oh, the poor person, even if they're doing these behaviours that, that are so jarring and, and put me in a, um, in a, in a bit of a bind, um, you know, it, it must be because they're not aware. Um, and the key thing here is that the covertly aggressive people are very aware uh, of what they're doing. They just don't, they don't care. They don't have the, the sense of uh, social conscience that's going to pull those behaviours up. Why do they do the behaviours? They do them because they're fixated on winning um, and winning at all costs. And they do the behaviours because they can get away with them um, because they work. Um, when people are making excuses for them, oh, they must be, uh, you know, they must have low self-esteem. That's why they're, they're behaving that way. They must be feeling really threatened. That's why they're acting so aggressively rather than acknowledging that some people act aggressively because they're comfortable with that and that's what gets them what they want. Um, so, you know, some of the tactics that I might use as a covert aggressor is, is I'm, I might throw out passive threats. Um, uh, you know, well, if you, if you, th if you leave me, um, in the relationship, well, well, I'm just going to fall apart. Um, you know, I'm going to try to shift the responsibility on, and the blame onto you or onto others, um, because I'm consummately skilled at, at avoiding responsibility taking, um, I'm constantly, I'm very skilled at positioning myself as the victim. Um, I'm, I'm very skilled at keeping you slightly off balance. So that, again, this is a very in-depth topic and I can only cover a snippet, but one of the things that I think helps, um, to flush out, um, whether or not, again, it's not so much that you need Sometimes people go into overwhelmed to go, well, what type of aggressor am I dealing with or what kind of toxic person and are they an antisocial? Are they a social psychopath? Are they a narcissist? N none of those things, understanding that those things, while I think over time are very, very valuable in being able to um, spot more early and and develop whatever kind of a, uh, tactics of approach you want to, want to um, use in this regard, that's, that's not as primarily as important as just focusing on the behaviors, because if you focus on their words, they're going to misdirect you all over the place. It's, it's look at the behaviors. I'm going to tell you I'm a good person. I'm going to tell you that I'm not aggressive. I'm going to tell you I've got my, your best interests at heart. I'm going to try to do everything to impression management. You know, it, it's all about impression management. And I want you to see me as a good person. I want you to see me as non-aggressive. I want you to see me, if anything, as a victim, I'm going to exploit all those avenues. I'm going to exploit your guilt and shame um, while then I adamantly go about doing whatever the hell I want. Um, and then I'm going to have justifications as to why those behaviors have transpired. So what we're doing is we're looking at the behaviors um, because I'll tell you I'm going to change even if you catch me out, and, but it's only really to get you off my back. And if I feel any remorse, it's only for the fact that I got caught. Um, and, and, um, so it's, it's recognizing, um, that we pay attention to the behaviors. And one of the key things is, um, 
when we're looking at a relationship with somebody, are they always seeming either overtly or covertly to try to get into, to have something over us? Uh, remember, it's about all about um, uh, positioning yourself. Are they always seeming to need to be in control? Are they always seeming to need to have the power? Um, these are some of your clues. One of the ways uh, that's, that's um, very good to track by is, um, again, because it's about impression management, I'm going, to, I'm going to twist the truth or I'm going to admit pieces of the truth and because the truth is my enemy. Um, so I am going to, you know, and I'm, I'm quite comfortable lying and I'm going to lie even when I don't need to. I'm going to fight even when I don't need to fight. And this is the thing that, that people need to understand with, with these highly aggressive types. Um, because most of us go, well, I'd only, I'd only fight if I absolutely was backed into a corner and I needed to defend myself um, and, I, and I sent some sort of threat. Um, and this can be exploited because, you know, we're, if we're thinking that way, then we're, we're also going to be looking if a fight starts in, in whatever form, physical or uh, from a negotiation perspective, um, you know, a, a verbal joust, so to speak, um, most of us are looking to get back to comfort as quickly as possible, whereas these people can be quite comfortable um, in the idea of um, that we're, we're, we're in a combative uh, situation. Um, so what that effectively means is that we have to realise that Often these people um, start fighting us long before we realise we're in a fight and that's why sometimes they can be so devastatingly effective um, because they can set us up long before we've realised we've been set up. And one of the things that really helps is just the knowledge that there are people out there who are very comfortable with and see life as just simply a combative process one that they must win and one that they must employ any tactic possible to win. Um, they're, 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 they're not super pervasive, but they are out there. And if you're in business um, and any, they're drawn to any kind of platform that uh, would provide an outlet for achievement, dominance, winning, power and control. So certain environments tend to draw them in more than others. That can be politics, that can be high-end business, that can be um, high-end academia, that can be spirituality. You know, I, get, I get to be a, a, a guru and profess that I am of service to others while blatantly exploiting my congregation. Um, so, there, you know, we really do need to be aware that there are people around like this. Um, so going back to, well, one of the key things to track for is do people give you straight answers? You, you, you know, when we're just focused on behaviour, um, then we are making sure that we're not accepting justifications for the behaviour. If someone um, acknowledges that they did something but then tries to minimise or justify it, then that's a red flag. Um, yes, well, you know, sorry that I did that to that person, but really they had it coming because da-da-da-da-da, you know. Um, I, I'm not just owning the fact that I behaved in an inappropriate way. I'm, 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 and really, was it that bad what I did to them? It wasn't really that bad. You know, I'm, I'm going to kind of minimise the idea of it or try to minimise the idea of it in your mind. I, I know what it was. 
Um, I just want to orchestrate your impression so that you reduce it down in your mind um, or it creates doubt in your mind. Really, was it that big a thing? I'm, you know, I'm going to vehemently deny allegations and, and, and you know, I'm going to be uh, falsely righteous. I can't believe after everything I've done for people that I'm still getting accused of these kinds of these, these, these allegations are outrageous. I can't believe it. I am so offended. Um, uh, you know, this, this kind of denial tactic when actually I know exactly what I did. Um, but I'm, I'm going to use this tactic to get you to back off or, or to become defensive or to create doubt in your mind. Um, and then because, you know, I, I'm not a fan of the truth, um, all of my, I'm going to give vague answers, I'm going to admit key pieces of information, um, and I'm not going to give you a straight answer because I don't, want to, I don't want to get pegged on specifics. So I'm going to give general vague answers. And what we need, one of the key tracking methods is, if you're asking to see specific behaviours, this is what I would want to see going forward and nothing short of that. It looks like this. So the more specific we can be and more direct we can be in our requests um, and either the person steps up and they do that or they don't. But then we don't have to, it's very difficult for them to wiggle out when we go, here's exactly what I asked for. Here's exactly how I said it would look um, if it was delivered in the way that we want and it hasn't been. So we're, we're, when we're making requests, we're making them very simple, very specific and very direct. So it's, it makes it near impossible for the person to wiggle out. Um, and if they still try to wiggle out, we, we know, oh, there's a red flag. Um, and we also are demanding very specific, very direct question, responses to our questions. Because again, I'm going to try to misdirect, take you off on a tangent, change the topic um, and distract you. Uh, whilst looking like I answered your question. So, uh, like I said, some of the key things to look for here is, um, do I feel like they're always trying to be in the one-up position in all of their exchanges? Um, do I feel as if they're trying to manage my impression of them all the time? Um, do they always give vague and veiled answers? You know, can they... Can they answer things in a straightforward manner? Um, and also, if I'm setting out very direct, specific consequences of what I want to see in an interaction, um, are they still trying to justify and slip the net in some kind of way as to why they can't deliver on that or why it wasn't delivered in that kind of way? These are the sort of things that we're looking at as some of the red flags. Um, now, it's like putting puzzle pieces together, you know, because we can all have elements where we can duck and dodge. Um, so we've got to be careful not to jump too quickly to the idea that says, you know, oh, because, again, um, everybody sort of sits on a spectrum here. Um, and some people can, from time to time, in employ either overtly or covertly aggressive behaviours. That does not make them... Um, extreme in that, um, and then it does escalate up to the more extreme types. Um, so we're being careful not to jump in too early and label people, but we are just being mindful if we're starting to see consistent red flags and something's not sitting right with us. We go, I don't know, everything seems all right on the surface, but something doesn't sit right. And we, we, would, we have to pay attention to that 
um, and, and give that a bit of room to go, maybe I need to look at this person a bit more closely. Um, so I hope that this episode has given you some food for thought. Um, like I said, it's a massively complex topic um, and, and one, that I, but one that I think is really important to spend some time with, if, in particular if you're in business or you suspect you're in a relationship with someone like this. Um, then, then you need to, um, you know, get educated on, on, on how to deal with these people effectively um, because otherwise they can really create carnage um, in, our, in our personal and business lives if they're left to, um, you know, if there's no boundaries and no containment set, set around the, the sorts of behaviours that they're doing. Um, so, as I said, I hope, hope you found today's episode interesting, a bit of food for thought, maybe something that sparked your idea to look at this further. I'll be doing more episodes as time goes by on um, other elements of these, uh, these aggressive or, you know, these more kind of challenging styles of people um, or more challenging tactics that people can employ to get what they want at the cost of others. Um, so there'll be more episodes on this, and certainly I've done some... Uh, earlier in the tool series. But um, as I say, hope you've enjoyed the episode. Um, as always, the sign-off time. Thank you for those of you who've been following the show right the way through. Very, very grateful. If you've just joined us, welcome. The way you can support the show is go to iTunes, download Shauna Hilly Tools, and you know, subscribe and leave a five-star rating as this helps the reach to get further. Um, and I'm also available on Stitcher and Podbean. Not to mention, you can reach me at the website, emergencetraining.com.au. I do public and uh, in-house trainings for businesses around people dynamics and people culture um, and the way to create more harmoniously um, harmonious yet productive um, and profitable environments and how to manage multiple personality types um, under the one uh, roof, so to speak, and get the most out of people because we're, we're all what makes us the same is we're all somewhat different and one strategy, one management strategy for one type of person does not work as effectively as another. So, you know, helping people to expand their range of skills in connecting and dealing um, in effective ways with other human beings is something I'm very, very passionate about. Um, and then there's also the YouTube series, uh, Sean Healy, the Relationship Resourcing Series, pop over, visit me on YouTube as well. Uh, we cover off some of the some of the same sort of material, uh, just in in the uh, on the YouTube um, format. And I'm happy to hear from people who, if you've got episode suggestions, I really appreciate the people who are reaching out and um, flagging um, possible episodes. Um, thank you so much uh, for your contribution. Um, hope to hear from more people on that one. And um, until we're with each other on the ne next episode, thank you and bye for now.